You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. And, uh, would I be correct in saying you've kind of taken your experience teaching however many classes you're doing a week and kind of your struggles with that and kind of put it into like one little space of kind of like, I know the struggles fit instructors kind of go through. Yeah. I've been, I've been there. I've, I've experienced the shit that comes with it. But here's my way of showing you it doesn't have to be shit. Um, jump was it? Ju- yeah, jump, jump four. Is it jump four point two? Is it just called jump? Down? Jump four point two. Nine, jump yeah. four point two. Sweet. Um, this is my way of kind of showing like right. It doesn't have to be super duper hard. It's, you don't have to be killing yourself day in day out. Here's a way of kind of like helping you through that so it's a little more manageable. That makes sense. Hundred percent. Yeah. All you're doing is you're you're fast tracking someone yeah. and making sure they don't make the same mistakes you made. So if you if you're in the gym as a fitness instructor PT and you look at your rota and you've got to do a gym induction for someone Mm. that person coming in you already know the questions they're going to have and the fears they're going to have they're coming in thinking holy shit I have this session with Dan he is going to absolutely destroy me I'm really unfit I'm really afraid of this I've got a bad knee etc etc when in reality their first session in the first thing you're going to do is have a conversation with them so they're not actually going to be training. Yeah. Then probably the only two things you're guaranteed to do is show them a piece of cardio equipment, start, stop. You're not actually going to train and you want to show them a piece of resistance equipment and show them where the safety mechanisms are. Yeah. So you, without realizing what you're doing is you're allaying their fears because you already know what they are. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of see myself as doing the same thing with, you know, imagine... Imagine when we had a met last March and you had a said, right, Ricky, this is, this is my second Les Mills program. I've got balance and I've got CX works. What I want to do is I want to become uh, a Les Mills instructor where I'm teaching 15, 20 classes a week and I'm earning my money and I'm earning my keep from Les Mills classes. And I'd be like, great. This is how you do it. Structure your classes like this. Eat these foods. What's your sleep pattern like? Listen, you can't put all your classes Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You want to teach seven days a week? No, you need a day off. So it's just managing people. And, you know, as I kind of said there, it's making sure somebody doesn't make the same mistakes you You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. Normally on a Friday, you get the coffee podcast where I will have a series of guests coming on for one big three or onslaught of podcast material uh this week's a little bit different um there hasn't been any coffee mornings this week simply because i have had other projects on so what i've done instead i have taken the audio from a podcast that i was a guest on the dan reese podcast the coach by dan podcast like i said i was a guest on his podcast i want to say it was the beginning of may it's obviously still quite current um, so I've taken the audio for that and you've got it for you to listen to today. It's about an hour. Um, Dan's been on my podcast two or three times. I'll put those episodes in the show notes. A really, really good guy, good PT based in Dublin, uh, one of the Westwood clubs. And it was really, really nice to chat with him. And like he, like I said, he's been on my podcast a few times. So I was asking him a lot of the questions. The roles were reversed in this one. So I get the, to be the guest for a change, which is nice. Uh, just kind of chat freely about the fitness industry, about being a PT, about being a group fitness instructor, and in the in the circle and the world that he lives in, he's very PT orientated. He does teach a couple of classes, whereas I would be the opposite, where I'm very 
class-orientated, and I dabble in PT. And we'll just kind of compare worlds, compare war stories, and how to get the best from both worlds, particularly talking probably directly to his audience and how they could use classes to benefit their overall training without classes becoming their only style of training. Uh, so we use the example quite a few times, you know, about you know, a bodybuilder. A bodybuilder will traditionally do body part splits and do, you know, lots of lots of sets of about eight reps to get into that, you know, hypertrophy phase. And then I, I would argue that a class and a workout like body pump or sprint would actually really, really benefit a bodybuilder every now and then because you are going to get such a, specifically in body pump, you get such a pump effect of the muscles, you get such a blood flow, you get such a high rep effect. You'll obviously get the benefits that come with a, a high heart rate. And then sprint is hit training, that's power. That is all your performance-based goals. So i.e. if you do become more powerful, you'll be able to become stronger in the gym when you're doing your three by eights. Therefore, if you're stronger, you can lift more muscle. Therefore, you can get more muscle fiber tears. Therefore, you can actually develop more muscles should that be your goal. So you'll see us bounce around quite a bit in this one. Really, really enjoyable to do. Uh, our four podcast sponsors, I'm just going to make this really, really quick for you. Bodycore Training, go and check out all their latest training courses on bodycoretraining.com. Putting for Sport, operational again, doing deliveries all over the UK on small items. You, they can also specialize in commercial and home gym fit outs. Jump Hub, we continue to run the Jump Hub. Listen, it's just awesome. If you haven't done a class with us yet, you can do a free trial. You can just do a free class, no questions asked. Just give us a shout. And finally, the Patreon. This is how you can support the podcast and support me to continue to produce podcasts. Uh, our last two episodes with guests, we had Rachel Newsham and Ansi Yoa, massive amount of listens and positive feedback. Uh, our next two guests, I know you're going to love. Um, I'm not going to sell you who they are just yet, because I'm going to keep you interested. You might have already seen it on social media. But for now, I'm just going to stay as it is. But anyway, the Patreon helps me put more time, effort, and money into the podcast. So you can check out the Patreon. You can support the podcast for as little as £4.70 per month, which would come out of your bank account, which would go into my bank account, and I would buy lots of biscuits with it. And after I've bought the biscuits, I would invest what's left into sorting out, making sure this podcast is as good as it can be. Right, to the podcast, the Coach by Dan podcast with special guest, Ricky Long. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur Ricky Long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition, and mindset. Ricky is a fitness industry expert, having been helping people achieve their fitness goals since 2002. We talk everything fitness, business, and group exercise to help you on your fitness journey. Welcome back to the Coached by Dan podcast. We're up to episode 11, and this week we're speaking with Ricky Long. Ricky, how are you getting on? I'm good. That was a fun little intro. You did promise Wasn't it? A fun intro. Such a fun little intro. I think it's, it's, it's nice that we've kind of changed the fucking roles here. 
You just yeah, put it around. Yeah. You're in your podcast and me, but now I'm podcasting you, so. I'm chill. I, do, I have an interesting fact for you, though. Go for it. Stats show that most podcasts fail around episode 11. So this could be the make or break. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. No, no pressure then. Perform with it. <laughs> Deadly. Uh, so yeah, so for those who haven't, like, who don't, who aren't aware, I have been on Ricky's podcast twice now. Um, last, so like, it was around. When was the first one? It was I want to say August. Almost a year ago, now. Yeah, maybe a year because well, I met you what March last year, wasn't it? March twenty nineteen. CX. Was that one? Was I thought it was longer than that? No, I think it was only yeah, it was only March. So remember, I did I did uh, the body balance mo- ugh, the body balance module in January. And then uh-huh. I did CX like a month and a half after that. It was towards the end of January I did that. So yeah, we've been yeah. in March. So wow, I just feel like it's been years. That's what I yeah, I know that kind of way as well. <laughs> like it feels like we've known each other for, for so long, but it's only been what a year and two months now. But yeah, madness. I'm madness. Uh, so yeah, so for those, this is a weird one because we're gonna start in the podcast off like I like on Instagram and like any social media, I would never talk about like me in classes. Like in Westwood, so for those listening, for the, the gym I work in Westwood, I do teach classes pretty regularly, and I know Ricky from that. So the gym I work in Westwood, we do what's called Les Mills, which, like, obviously your following listening to this would have a better idea than, than my following, but it, like people would know what it is. It's just kind of it's a branded class, like the biggest kind of brand of class in the world. Would I be correct in saying that? Yeah. yeah. Um, and like, if you were to become qualified on within these classes you have to like go on these kind of module training weekends and i did one in march 2019 called cx where it's like a core bum shoulders funnily enough class thing and ricky was my my teacher my instructor so thus blossomed this beautiful beautiful friendship so fantastic there's our nice little intro um So, yeah, so for everyone listening who isn't, um, I suppose, your following, kind of my following is to yourself, if you want to give yourself a quick introduction, who you are, who is Ricky Long, and what does Ricky Long do? I loved your full description of CX, works, legs, bums, shoulders, core, workout. It's pretty much how I describe it to people who don't know. It's bums and tums with some surprise <laughs> shoulders in there for some reason. <laughs> uh, who is Ricky Long? Ricky Long is someone who gets immense satisfaction from helping fitness professionals either that be in fitness development or business and professional development um i'm someone who enjoys a when i say a quiet life um i live in a quiet city quiet city quiet town west of glasgow so your listeners will hear that and say oh he sounds a bit like us he sounds a little bit Irish, but you know, there's something definitely different. It's because I'm from Northern Ireland, but I live in Scotland, and my mates constantly tell me that my accents change slightly. Um, so yeah, sorry, not sorry. Um, so yeah, I'm someone who spends a lot of the time on social media, spends a lot of their time um, training myself and helping other people either train or helping other people train. I like it. That's a solid, solid intro. I like that. Hmm. Fantastic, brilliant. It always depends. It depends who I like the way you asked it as well, because um, you said who is Ricky Long, because it kind of it gives a much better question than you know what do you do. Yeah, Tell me about yourself, you know. So who is, and it, then it depends who you're talking to, how you answer that. Because yeah. who I am to you 
is different to who I am to say your gym manager or your first time gym member. Yeah, fair point. It makes sense. Actually, it makes sense. Um, I liked it. It was good. It's a nice little intro. I'll kind of for a future podcast, I'll be sure to word it that way. In that sense, <laughs> I think the first ten minutes of this podcast has been your best ten minutes of podcasting ever. Like, I think it's been absolutely incredible. Like so far, episode eleven has been the game changing podcast. <laughs> I've been I've been needing. So let's let's keep this flow going. <laughs> I'm saying that, but my laptop's about to die, so I need to plug it in. Jeez, oh, God. <laughs> Sure, look, the whole my whole podcast I've decided now going forward that I will never I will not edit a podcast so it's kind of off the cuff so this is all staying in so let's go from here best so way. so yeah the best way even let's work for me as well <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah so I kind of touched on there a second ago that I know Ricky um, from kind of that kind of module I did for the gym I work in that kind of class stuff so and I suppose on social media on Instagram and anywhere I kind of am present online um i never really talk about the fact that i teach classes um no reason for it. like i love them they're good fun to teach but i suppose my kind of my work my business what i focus on the whole pt online coaching side of it i personally haven't felt a need to kind of bring that up if that makes sense but i kind of suppose like for those like i i, I my, my work in the gym i never really talk about it much on podcasts or on instagram it's more so focused on my online coaching so i feel like now is a nice time to kind of bring that side out and who better to do it with than grandmaster les mills wizard ricky blah or ricardo Indian official title official title what i call that i what I, I sent the zoom invite it was like ricardo longitude wasn't it yeah, yeah. les mills Sorry. master les ricardo, ricardo longitude <laughs> fantastic i think i think it's it's good to give people the, your full name really <laughs> yeah i do like that so, yeah. so listen tell me how are you coping with uh with lockdown and all this fun stuff to be honest with you, mate, I'm teaching more classes now than I was when gyms were open. Really? Yeah, so I I made the move about two years ago now where I looked at, I was teaching about 15, 20 classes a week, enjoying it, but I've been doing that for a certain period of time, you know, six, seven, eight years. And it doesn't really, it wasn't developing my career any further. So I looked about it and you know, it's kind of, you take that self-audit and you're like, okay, this is where I am. This is where I want to be. So is what I'm doing lining up to what I want to be? It's kind of like, you know, your ladder against the right wall. And I was halfway up the ladder on the wrong wall. Yeah, I get you. So I climbed back down. I literally went to from 17 classes to one class a week. Now I do three classes a week. The gyms have shut and in our kitchen, we are streaming eight classes a week between Lindsay and myself. Um, I'm absolutely loving streaming the classes because again, it's the ladders. We're streaming the classes and I'm teaching classes because it's against the right wall now. So me rocking into a gym and teaching classes is, isn't lined up for me. Now, if I was the gym owner, if I was the gym manager, that's a different story, but I'm not and I, I don't have aspirations to go up that ladder anymore. So right now the stream classes like, to be honest with you, loving them because you have to teach them differently. Uh, you can get that much wider reach. You know, for, for you to teach a class in Westwood, you need somebody who lives within, what, 30 minutes yeah. to attend that gym. Whereas I'm teaching classes, I think we've had someone from every continent in the world do a class. Oh, seriously? Yeah, with the exception of Antarctica or whatever. I haven't had somebody from every single continent do one of our classes. I do, yeah, we've had Africa, we've had Europe, we've had Asia, yeah, we'll have Asia, we've had both uh, both Americas. 
so yeah, it's just that teaching classes for me now during lockdown, you have to change how you do it slightly, which is fine. And obviously there's the technology, you have to learn on the job, you know, learn what works, what doesn't work. Um, but to be honest with you, I, I don't mean this to sound, because I know people are having a really, really tough time with lockdown, but because I work so much of my life online anyway, my life personally hasn't changed too much, except I've got busier because now more people are online. Yeah. And so I'm, in a way, I'm enjoying that, but I'm not enjoying, obviously, the whole situation, as, as nobody would be. Yeah, and I suppose, like, I can kind of relate to that a bit as myself, because, like, we, we, I suppose we've kind of, like, we have kind of set ourselves up with, you know, our work being majority online. Mm-hmm. So, like, we haven't seen much change bar, you know, gyms closing and, you know, not being able to see our mates as much as we would have before or really at all. So... But like the fact that we both have most of our kind of work online kind of, I suppose me and you would have had a more of a smoother transition, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the part before when you're saying kind of like, so what you do now, so you're kind of, so you kind of mentioned there how you were teaching what, like 17 to 20 class a week, was it? Uh-huh. That's intense. Yeah. Well, you're wrecked, like. You, you build up, you build up uh, a fitness, but it's a negative fitness as I call it because... Yeah. Like the workouts don't give you anything anymore. You're in a perpetual state of doms. You can't actually push hard in a class because you don't have it in you. Yeah. Um, and then that means you can't train hard in the gym because you don't have it in you. And if you are on the gym floor, you know, you always have that question mark in your head. Listen, if if I do, you know, 120k squat here for five reps. I've got three body pump classes tomorrow. You know, I'm going to be in a bad place. Yeah, I get you. you. Yeah, that makes, it makes sense. Like I, like I suppose, like when I was working, like I suppose I, how many classes would I have done a week? I don't know. Like it's varies. I've towards, I say before lockdown, I was doing maybe five, six max. Mm -hmm. And like, that would be like, that wouldn't be, it wouldn't be like killing me. But I, I definitely, if I went a week doing six classes or a time doing six classes a week and then, when I do like one or two, I notice that massively in terms of having so much more energy. So say you going from like 70 to 20 to like one, mm-hmm. like I have so much energy now. This is fantastic. <laughs> it, it was and it wasn't because it was a mental shift as well. Yeah. They, they put people in a picture. In the picture was I started teaching classes when I was 21, 22. So I was always used to doing a lot of classes and when I started doing the Les Mills classes, Les Mills became my sport. So teaching the classes was my sport. So it wasn't, I wasn't teaching classes and trying to train in the gym floor because you get a lot of people who, you know, typically fellows who don't want to teach classes and they'll say, I don't want to teach because it interferes with my training. Whereas I flipped it early from the early days because my end goal at the time was Les Mills training team um, become known as a trainer and educator for Les Mills. You know, you said at the start, you know, Les Mills are the biggest provider of Les Mills programs in the world. So that was very much my goal, pretty much from the offset. So teaching 15, 20 classes made sense. I wanted to do it. You know, I was doing extra ones. I, you know, I was the studio manager. I became the, the gym manager. I became the gym owner, created my own gym, which was all studio based. So teaching all those classes made sense. And then, like I said, it was only two years ago that I thought that I knew I had to stop teaching classes. So it wasn't so much the physical thing, it was the mental thing in that it's, it's six o'clock at night and I'm not teaching a class. And it was 
watching Lindsay go out and normally I'd normally be going with Lindsay to teach the classes and I'm like, I can't do that anymore. I have yeah. to stay in the house because I have to do my other shit. Like it wasn't as though I was sitting watching TV and chilling out. I was doing what I needed to do to climb up my ladder. Yeah. See my ladder. So from an energy point of view, I don't, you just put it in other places, don't you? Yeah, you just it just it's it's not that it's 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 more so just shifts to other folks. Yeah. Comedy was more so the stuff you wanted to work on, which I suppose kind of brings me to my next thing, which is kind of what you're doing now from doing that. So you kind of mentioned there that you kind of you climb down one ladder to go up another one. If that makes sense. So like yeah. you were kind of you were teaching 17, 18, 19, 20 classes a week. Um, okay. I like that was for what you're doing then. It was kind of like yeah, this kind of aligns what I'm doing. But I suppose what I'd be right in saying you're your focuses and your kind of your goals and what you like aspire to do shifted kind of, which kind of led you to kind of more. So what you're doing now, which is kind of the more online jump side of things. Yeah. It's, it's an enjoyment factor. So uh, I'm trying to think how to unpack this the best way. So, yeah. you know, maybe about two, three years ago, um, I started doing online programming for people before I knew online PT was a thing. Yeah. And that was there. I always say this to people. I started doing online PT by sending a text message of exercises to someone. That's how I started. I actually did that for quite a long time. There was no money exchange at the start. Then money started to be exchanging. And I this was along the time when I was the um, fitness manager in David Lloyd's Edinburgh. And I suddenly realized, you know, I had some clients, and this is probably a really long answer, but it's good. Um, <laughs> Uh, I had some clients and I was earning a full-time wage for David Lloyd's Edinburgh. And, you know, they were paying okay. It's Edinburgh. It's one of the flagship clubs. Um, and I suddenly realized the hour I was spending before shift and the hour afterwards on my shitty 2006 Samsung laptop, I was earning the same amount of money from those 10 hours a week as I was from the 40 hours a week in David Lloyd's. Secondly, I was getting a shitload more satisfaction from helping people than running around David Lloyd's and doing what a manager in these big clubs do in that they manage spreadsheets, they manage figures, they don't actually manage people because you, you're, you just become a little bit removed from it when you work up a management chain, which is fine if that's what people want to do. But I quickly realized, shit the bed, that's not what I want to do. Yeah, yeah, I get you. You're more so yeah. kind of helping people not kind of, you're, yeah, because I suppose it kind of, not as a gym manager experience because I have a clue what that entails but it's, it's more so a case of you're managing a gym you're like, you're, like you said like you're managing the gym itself it's not so much fitness the side of stuff which obviously is something you are more into you're actually just managing you know the blue roll the this the that that kind of stuff yeah. like the, not the actual fitness side that you got into um, which kind of leads me to another question the, the next question which is kind of like to, we're talking about kind of what that led you doing kind of what it's come into now so you kind of you, you went from the gym you're managing to is that did you go straight from that gym you're managing to what you're doing now or is there anything in between or or less and it just evolved so yeah, yeah it, was on, it was online pt it was one-to-one -one pt and i always had this idea back then when i had my own gym was we created like a, a paleo nutrition group okay where our pain members paid extra for this four-week nutrition paleo support and they were in another facebook group Okay. So I always had this idea of monetizing a Facebook group. I just never knew how to do it, what the content was, because you can't just charge people to be in a Facebook group and I'll just come in every week and just do a Facebook Live. Yeah. That's not a service. Yeah. So I never knew how to do it. And then the, 
the, the clientele that I attract are group fitness instructors. So I'm not attracting you as a client. I'm not attracting um, somebody who's first time into the gym or a bodybuilder or a fitness physique. I'm attracting fitness instructors. So I know the problems fitness instructors have because most group fitness instructors teach between 10 and 20 classes a week. So I know they're not eating enough calories. The calories they are eating will probably be poor quality nutrition. You know, they'd be low density nutrients and probably not sustainable for a long time. Um, training wise, they're not training because they're teaching too much. So you need to give them a hack how to train. And then mindset wise, they're always messed up because I call it um, rockstar syndrome because I stand at the front of a class mm. and I am, look, I am Bohemian Rhapsody. I am the man to these 30 or 40 people hanging on my every word. And then I go home and I have to do dishes and I have to take the dog out for a walk and I have to do school homework. And obviously you're doing that with your emotions. You're mm. going up and down, up and down. So you get burnout. So anyway, long story short, I put the answers to all these questions together and put it into initially, I want to say it was an eight week course and it was just called Jump. And that's evolved and evolved, evolved. And last February, we took it from the Facebook group and it's on a website itself now. Um, we still use, a, we use a Facebook group for social and we yeah. use a website for education. You know, we actually use social media for social reasons, which is a weird concept. Mad, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, and to date, uh, you know, I want to say probably in total through Jump as a product because a few things have evolved on it. We're probably up on around 500 people now. I've oh, wow. gone through it. I would say 80% of those would be group fitness professionals. Yeah. And the other 20% would be people who are engaged in group fitness. So they can be participants, um, possibly personal trainers, etc. And, you know, we, we have that community aspect and like i said it spawned in a couple of different products and services because it's needed you know I, my job's really easy i talk to everyone find out what do you need and I put something together yeah yeah sounds good and so kind of what i kind of got from that like from listening to kind of what you're doing before to now would i be correct in saying you've kind of taken your experience teaching however many classes you're doing a week and kind of your struggles with that and kind of put it into like one little space of kind of like, I know the struggles fitness instructors kind of go through. Yeah. I've been, I've been there. I've experienced the shit that comes with it, but here's my way of showing you. It doesn't have to be shit. Um, jump. Was it ju yeah, jump, jump for, is it jump 4.2 or is it just called jump? Now? Jump 4.2. Jump 4.2. Sweet. Um, this is my way of kind of showing like, right. It doesn't have to be super duper hard. It doesn't, you don't have to be killing yourself day in, day out. Here's a way of kind of like helping you through that so it's a little more manageable. That makes sense? 100%. Yeah. All you're doing is you're, you're fast tracking someone yeah. and making sure they don't make the same mistakes you made. So if, you, if you're in the gym as a, a fitness instructor PT and you look at your rota and you've got to do a gym induction for someone, hmm. that person coming in, you already know the questions they're going to have and the fears they're going to have. They're coming in thinking, holy shit. I have this session with Dan. He is going to absolutely destroy me. I'm really unfit. I'm really afraid of this. I've got a bad knee, et cetera, et cetera. When in reality, their first session in, the first thing you're going to do is have a conversation with them. So they're not actually going to be training. Yeah. Then probably the only two things you're guaranteed to do is show them a piece of cardio equipment 
start, stop, you're not actually going to train and you're going to show them a piece of resistance equipment and show them where the safety mechanisms are. Yeah, so you, without realizing what you're doing is you're allaying their fears because you already know what they are. Yeah. Yeah, and I kind of see myself as doing the same thing with, you know, imagine, imagine when we had a net last March and you had a said, right, Ricky, this is, this is my second Les Mills program. I've got balance and I've got CX works. What I want to do is I want to become uh, a Les Mills instructor where I'm teaching 15, 20 classes a week and I'm earning my money and I'm earning my keep from Les Mills classes. And I'd be like, great, this is how you do it. Structure your classes like this. Eat these foods. What's your sleep pattern like? Listen, you can't put all your classes Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You want to teach seven days a week? No, you need a day off. So it's just managing people. And, you know, as I kind of said there, it's making sure somebody doesn't make the same mistakes you've made. Yeah. And I, yeah, like, I think it's cool because like, it's kind of, I don't think PTs will kind of think about like personal trainers. Like I feel like personal trainers are like, it's the same idea. Like what I do, like, for example, I like my thing now, the people I help you more, the people who are trying to obviously lose a bit of body fat, build a bit of muscle, kind of suffering, like self-confidence kind of that kind of way, feeling very self-conscious how they look. Cause I've experienced like being both quite underweight and quite overweight. So it's kind of like, I want to help these people not go through what I went through because it's a bit shit. <laughs> And it's, you're essentially the same thing, but I feel like, I feel like the cool thing about that is like, I, like, anyway, from my point of view, I, I wouldn't have heard of anyone prior to yourself doing that in relation to classes. That could be me totally being totally out of tune with it, but what, what I'd be crying saying, it's not very kind of a, it's not a market, it's not an, uh, an area that will be very much, you know, done, if that makes sense. Like, would there be people kind of doing what you're doing now, or would you be kind of one of the only people doing it there there are a few and you know some are some are doing it very well i I would say yes there isn't a lot of people doing it because the the perception is um what am i trying to say i think the perception of group fitness instructors is that if if you're in that bubble it's just this is what it's like yeah you know i meant to feel this way I'm meant to not have enough money. I'm meant to not have enough food, have enough sleep, have enough classes. You're really selling it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's a perception, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't mean to talk negative of, of the industry, but that's what happens. You go in and you get your job and, you know, it's 20, 25 pounds a class in the UK. So in order for you to make the average wage, you need to teach 20 classes a week. So to put that in perspective for people listening, you're probably thinking, oh, 20 hours a week, that's all right but it's 20 physical classes. Go to the gym, right? Well, go to the gym right now. Go to the gym and put in 20 training sessions in a week, 52 weeks a year. That, that's what it's like to be an instructor. And what I do is I teach people how to get away with that, how to hack that so as it actually serves you. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, like it's, 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 brilliant. it's coaching coaches to be it's coaching it's coaching instructors to be better instructors but also yeah like you said like, to get away with it you know because yeah. like again i wouldn't be someone who would make a living from classes it would be kind of part of my job in the gym mm-hmm. and i would teach these les mills classes but like i couldn't imagine doing you know 20 30 classes a week and like being able for it and i suppose like being out of that kind of bubble that side of things it makes total sense as to why yeah you do it and look to do because like it will be like it's like as much as you enjoy that job it'll be tough 
you just get through yourself. Yeah. It's, it's such an important, important part of the industry and an important part of any gym. You know, we are, the stats in the industry are is if you can get someone to come to the gym, um, eight, no, yeah, eight times in the first six weeks, they are five times as likely to be a member this time next year. Yeah. And one of the best ways to do that is appointments. And there's two ways to give a new member an appointment. It's a class and a PT session. And what happens quite often in gyms is the PT session is pushed because that's revenue. And the group exercise, they're booked in for it. But it's not followed up on if they don't turn up. Because yeah. the member has that fear that, oh, I'm walking into this class and everybody knows what they're doing. And then the other side of that, classes themselves from the PT's point of view. I said this, I say this in every single module I do. If, and I know probably a few of your colleagues want to listen to this, personal trainers, picture Monday night in the gym. How, how, how many members does your gym have? About 10,000 total? No, I think it's 9,000. Well, now I think technically zero, but <laughs> 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 but like yeah, before COVID nineteen, all that stuff, it was about nine thousand. Yeah, yeah, nine thousand members. So you can imagine Monday night's the busiest night for swipe ins and footfall. So you're probably talking, you know, five or six hundred people between five p.m. and ten p.m. are going to walk on that gym floor. Yeah. So if I said uh, PT, go and speak to twenty people, it would take them so long, even on the busiest night. Whereas you can just rock into your class, especially in a club like um, like Westwood with good facilities and good studios, good big studios, and just say, hi, my name's Dan. I'm going to take you through CX Works. I'm going to take you through spin. I'm going to take you through legs, bums, and tums, kettlebells. And suddenly you have introduced yourself to everyone, um, given yourself a chance to create authority and positioning and trust. I can take you through this workout. And then at the end of the workout, they all know your name. So if they're looking for something extra in the gym floor, they're not going for Dave who doesn't teach classes because they don't know who Dave is. He's just standing at reception on his mobile phone like this, like you know, a lot of PTs do. Whereas Dan was at the front of the room and you know what? He did a really good class. Yes. Yeah. It, it was safe. He explained why we were doing things. He, he spoke to different people. All of a sudden you have that trust. You know, there's, there's a reason why, and you'll relate to this, and every single person listen to this from Westwood, there's a reason why the busiest PTs teach classes because they teach classes and become the busiest PT. Yeah. It's the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that I don't mind telling people this, don't mind telling you, I started teaching classes because it was money. Yeah. Because I, I, I was... I was a bit of a shit PT at the start when I was about 2021. 20, I didn't really know how to run a business. Mm. And I started losing clients. And for me, my, my thought process was, oh, they keep canceling. If I get a class, classes don't cancel. Yeah. So I started teaching to get rent, to pay, to pay my rent for the gym. Yeah. Suddenly realized I enjoyed it and the actual positioning it gives you. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, I suppose that kind of, I kind of, my mindset towards classes changes massively when someone actually brought that up to me. Um, it was kind of a sense of like, you could teach class, teach class, but like my, when I'm in the gym, my big push in the gym would be personal training, be clients, that kind of side of things. But like you said there, you can, you can look at that. You can look at class in the sense of like, this isn't just me 
telling 20, 30 people how to do an exercise. This is me showing them my personality. This is them showing them, this is me showing them how I train, how I PT, how I coach someone. And if they like that class, if they like my class more than like someone else's class, and all of a sudden, you know, on your little whiteboard and you advertise personal training, you interested? Give me a shout. They're going to go for you as opposed to someone else. Cause they like your personality. They're like how you kind of, how you coach, how you train. And I suppose if you're, when you're going into a class with that kind of mentality, like you're going to enjoy it a lot more because you're doing it for a reason that's going to benefit you and them as well, do you know? And I think that's, that's one thing. That's, that's one reason to be honest. I actually love doing classes, but did before lockdown. But why I think classes, are just, they're great fun for both. Yeah. One thing that you said there, which I think is really key if people have the right mindset is if you're the personal trainer taking the class, some people, you know, I've been asked this question. I'm sure you, you know, you've come across this and it's, am I allowed to say at the end of the class, I'm a personal trainer, come and book in with me? The, the answer is, is yes, you know, provided, you know, you check that over your gym manager, but yes, it's allowed. But secondly, if you're there for that 30 minute class specifically for those members mm. and yes, you're a PT, but if you're there for those members, you'll never have to say that at the end. Yeah because they will do their research and come to you. And it's, it, you know, it's, it's like doing a PT session, like doing a gym induction. If you do a gym induction with the idea of selling a PT session to them at the end, they're never going to buy. Mm. If you do that gym induction with the one thought, I'm going to make sure Jen understands what she needs to do in this gym when I'm not here. Yeah. She is going to want more of you. Yeah, no, it, it makes absolute sense. <laughs> I, I read a book. Have you ever read the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck? Oh yeah. yeah. It's like the very first bit of that. I I forget the, the the exact name of the guy, but it was basically like the more you try to do the thing, the less likely it is to happen. It's like yeah. you have the thing set aside you want to do, but you know, focus don't focus on like if, if you're someone who wants to be a fucking millionaire, don't focus on being a millionaire. Focus on kind of how you're gonna get there. Yeah. That kind of way. And it's like that. Like if you're if you're a PT trying to make the sale and trying to get a client, you know. If that's your sole focus, it'll never happen. Give yeah. them value. Give some. Give some. Give someone something they want. Um, don't actually work towards the thing you're like that kind of specifically. But yeah. if you if you work towards giving someone value and giving someone something that you know they actually need, that's going to do the job for you without you actually making the effort in doing that itself. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. We we spoke briefly about this when you were on my podcast uh, a couple yeah. of weeks ago, the coffee podcast, um, talking about your powerlifting. If, yeah. if your goal is to win the powerlifting competition, you're probably never going to win it yeah. because you need your goal needs to be enjoy training and enjoy process. And if you can never enjoy that, you're never going to win it. So if you focus on the enjoyment of the training and the next session and the, the next diet, or sorry, the next meal, et cetera, et cetera, the chances are that goal of winning the competition is going to happen organically anyway. Yeah, it's the idea, was it? Like, stop focusing on the, stop focusing on the summit, focus on the climb, that kind of... Oh, I love man. that. I so love it. I'm having that. I'm having that right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, isn't it? But like, it just, it makes like, when you think about it, like when you put it in that sense, like it makes, like, I think people might've gone through that kind of like, I went through it and didn't realize it. Do you know? The more you focus on the thing itself, the less likely it is to happen. Like don't focus on, on where you want to be, focus on how you're going to get there, that journey. And I suppose, like, again, you can link that to anything. Like, if I'm talking to someone who wants to lose body fat but struggles to do so, it's like, right, stop focusing on losing body fat. Focus on how you're going to get there. But, like, what do you mean? I'm like, right, well, say you're – I remember I had a client back in the day, no names, name, but he was 140 kilos. I want to be 90 kilos. Like, cool. That's 50 kilos you want to lose. That's a lot of weight, but cool. You have the vision. You know where you want to be. You want to be, you know, 50 kilos lighter. Now, stop thinking about the number 90. He's like, why? I'm like, because that's a long way away. That's where you want to be, but, like, like – 
in the past, focusing on them, has it gotten you anywhere? They're like, no. It's like, yeah, cool. So we're going to take a slightly different approach. We're not going to focus on getting on that point. We're going to focus on what we're going to do between now and then. So point A being where you are now and point B where you want to be. We're going to focus on what you're doing between then. And by literally focusing on the short terms of like what you're doing day to day, week to week, that's going to get you there without you even realizing it. Yeah. You know? I think it's such a, I think when I read that, well, I listened to the audiobook, when I listened to it, I kind of paused my phone, took the earphones out, and I kind of just went, mm. that makes so much sense. Yeah. Sweet. I've, uh, it's a while since I've listened to it. It's normally something I would listen to. I, I want to say I listen to it once a year, but I think it's only been out for two years. So yeah, it came, out a couple, <laughs> it came out two years ago. <laughs> That's it. I've only started listening to audiobooks like about two weeks ago. I kind of realized I, I want to start re- with lockdown. I was like, I really want to start reading because I have more time for it, but I can't. I physically can't sit down, look at a book, and read it without getting really bored after like 20 minutes. So I was like, right, I'll just go for a walk and stick the earphones in. It's genius. Right, I'll give you a book to read. Go over it. And then I'll tell you why, based on what you've just said. Um, this, the name of this book never sticks in my head Atomic Habits. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've heard of it. I've seen it. It's one of the ones like on my little wish list of books to get. Yeah. <laughs> to, to, to talk about um, obviously habits and it's called habit stacking. Yeah. So you just said you can't, you can't sit down and read. So there's a reason why you can't sit down and read. So in that book, you'll learn why. So for me, it's, I don't enjoy reading, but I've started to read because I've started habit stacking. So, it, so I, um, I'm going off on a tangent here. What I have to do for me is I have to unwind or else I never switch off. And that's either something on Netflix or Football Manager. (laughs) Yeah. So in order for me to have my Netflix time right now, I have to read one page. Yeah. So all of a sudden, reading isn't a chore anymore. Reading is the gateway to something I want to do. I get you. It makes sense. Makes sense. And then you can actually link that up to, you know, take that, um, take that person who, you know, that 140 kilogram person you were saying is that maybe they don't have the energy to train, but they don't like training. So like, you don't need to train. You just need to put your trainers by the door. And all of a sudden you start to, okay, I have my trainers on. Maybe I'll go for a walk. Maybe that walk will turn into five squats every two minutes based on a stopwatch, and you start to habit stack these together. Um, so there's there, there's my next book recommendation for you. Noted. <laughs> We've gone completely yeah, off yeah, track, so, but I love. Yeah, I, I love being a guest on the podcast. Look, it's at it's handy, isn't it? Just like you just it's go with the flow. But I think they're they're the best ones. To, I, I've done podcasts before, where, like well, my my ten podcast experience, but like where it's got a Q, like I hate the what kind of Q and A aspect it's more fun you said you said before like when it's just chat you have yeah. a have a broad structure and there's chat so just kind of like all, all we're missing here is you know cigars and beers <laughs> take my notes for the next part <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i kind of i kind of want to jump back onto kind of the idea of classes with that we were talking about there and i suppose kind of to kind of come back on topic i think a big thing that a lot of people kind of think going into a gym like myself i'm i'm the perfect example because i went into westwood having done no class in any way shape or form my interview was with rory um it was like a chat uh for those listening rory's uh my old gym manager good friend of ricky's we both know him hence why i just said that very like we both know because we do um but essentially it was like half an hour chat hour class half an hour chat 
And I went into this room. I was, I was kind of sat there like, I haven't a clue what I'm doing. It's like in two weeks time, I'm expected to teach this class. This is a joke. What the hell's going on? And I did an hour body pump class. And I can't tell you how many times in the middle of that class, I stopped to kind of like catch my breath. I looked to the side, a middle-aged Mary squatting away. It may not have been the best squat ever, but she was doing more than I was. And I was like, hey, who the hell are you still going? Like, what the hell? And, but one thing I came out of that class thinking, I remember said to Rory, I was, he was like, how'd you find it? And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. I actually really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, people kind of, people who aren't in the know of class, like you see, like people who go to the gym and don't do classes, they kind of give classes this kind of, negative look like oh it's a class like this isn't going to do anything for me it's like grand like it, it's what the reality is a class may not be in line with their goals which is totally cool it doesn't have to be if it's not if you want to be a bodybuilder don't do a class simple but like i suppose one big thing that i've learned about class is like the main reason i think people go to classes isn't so much to be the fittest person in the world the strongest person in the world it's the community and it's the support and it's the enjoyment do you know that kind of way? And like, that's one thing I think is like, again, like I would have been some before and to be like classes, pfft, nah, but now I feel like if you enjoy, like, again, I think one big thing of fitness and that side of things that people, you know, forget a lot is the enjoyment factor. Like you can have the best plan in the world. You can have the, the, the best diet ever that's going to give you X, Y, and Z goals. But if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to do it. Do you know? And I suppose for that kind of side of people who are kind of, who like, you just want to go to the gym. If you want to get a sweat, have enjoy themselves, like classes are there for that. Do you know? What do you think? You nailed it when you said about enjoyment. Yeah. Um, uh, people start going to exercise for selfish reasons, aesthetic reasons, and they stay for enjoyment. So they're enjoying something to do with it. And classes offer a, a massive range of things you can enjoy. Yeah. And again, what a lot of people who do a lot of classes, they're more interested in going to this room at 6 p.m., seeing Steve, Jen, and Ben, and leaving that room at 7 p.m., the fact it's body pump or circuits or RPM doesn't actually matter. Yeah. They're there for the sociability factor. And then where classes get a bad reputation is, and you're, you're quite, especially for a young PT, you're quite switched on to this, you're quite mature for this, is that not everyone is coming to the gym to get in the shape of their lives. Whereas a lot of PTs think like that. So yeah. that's why PTs will slag off classes. They'll say, oh, you know, why, why are you doing body pump? You'll never get any results from doing body pump. So, well, mate, I'm not here for fitness results. I'm not trying to be a bodybuilder. I'm yeah. trying to enjoy a workout. Will, will body pump serve my fitness needs? Yes. Is it the most efficient way of doing it? Maybe not. That's debatable. But it'll burn calories. It will give a strength endurance effect. And I can actually sit here and argue about if you're a bodybuilder, body pump might be one of the best things you could do once or twice a week because of the sheer volume of reps and the pump you're going to get into your legs and muscles. You know, if you are on the gym floor and you're wanting to, um, like if you're wanting to be a bodybuilder, doing five by eights every single day of the week is the worst thing you can do. Like you need to mix it up. Yeah. So it's you can't you can't put classes in a box without looking at what you're doing yourself first. Yeah, massively, massively. Like be real that. Like yeah, it makes it like yeah. I think classes like again. Would I be? Would I be now? Would I be someone to go off and do a class? No. Like again, like you say, like goal wise, like my goal would be obviously to kind of get a bigger bit stronger. That's kind of like vague goals. Um, 
I, I wouldn't personally go off and do a class, but that's just me. But I do enjoy teaching them. And I can see, I suppose from doing that, I can see the benefit of classes. You know, it may not be like you said there, like not everyone's coming to the gym. Like for PTs, like a PT is in a gym, probably started training is in the position they're in now because they love training. They have their own specific goals. But what they don't understand is not everyone has your goals. Do you know? And like you yeah. said there, like they're going to go into a class environment like, that's going to do nothing for you, mate. Come on, come with me. And it's like, well, actually, I just enjoy doing the class. Mm-hmm. And I suppose like, it's, it's one of those things like, don't knock it till you try it. Do you know? Like I would never, I wouldn't go to a class. Like if I was to do a class, I wouldn't do it for like the health and fitness benefits side of things. I do because it's a bit of crack. Do you know? I can't have made in mind about doing a. I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm on the on the fence now, but I'm. I promised to do someone's Zoom class with them. I still haven't pulled the trigger and done it, but like, I wouldn't do it for like as a training thing. I do it because like it's a friend of mine and it's a bit of crack. And that's like that's from I kind of from saying that like it's kind of, I totally get why people do classes. And I think, yeah. you know, not everyone has to do a class. It's totally cool, but like, they they're painted in this light from non-class goers in the fact that they're ineffective. But it's kind of like they're ineffective to your context. Yeah. You no. Know? To their context, they could be very. Let's be honest, that like the 80s and 90s aerobics classes didn't do us any favors, you know, especially as guys. Like, we are painted as these, you know, lighter wearing, short, short wearing. Um, you know, I don't mean this in a negative way in any sport, other people mean this in a negative way, but we're painted as homosexuals who teach yeah. classes, etc. etc. And like, those. <laughs> It's not a cool place to win. The fact we've even said it in this conversation, and I hate myself when I, when I hear it, is it's called a studio. It's not a sexy place to go. So this is where CrossFit had the win because it's not called a CrossFit studio. It's called a CrossFit box. That's cool. It's trendy. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas it's still called a studio in our part of the industry. And there's mirrors in there. And in some of them, there's still the balance beams. And they haven't really changed since the 80s and 90s so it's not quite often it's not an attractive place to go yeah i get you i get you it makes, <laughs> it makes sense but it's saying that i wouldn't like i'm, I'm not, sure i'm sure when you did that at the river rory and you went in not expecting to you know go and do a class you did that 30 minute chat and said right we're going to teach the class you probably had visions of like jane fonda and mr motivator i'm thinking I had oh, never been to a class before. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. <laughs> exactly. It, it has that pretense. You know, you're thinking of like, you know, I, you might have been the same. Did you do Ari Stanson in school? Oh, like second class I would have done. Well, yeah, that, that's kind of the images you're going to have. And especially yeah. when you are in the world, that's what people are going to think. Yeah. I did Ari Stanson in school, you know, the gymnastic bars and, the, and your gymnastic hall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> brilliant back to like complete off topic now but you remember you're saying about crossfit have the box yeah john i think it'd be a cool name for like some kind of studio arena yeah i think arena be like a cool buzzword that could be good mm-hmm. so and in, in our gym we called our cycle studio the velodrome the which the velodrome oh yeah i like that yeah well, up, upstairs officially on the app it was just called the workout room and then downstairs was the spin studio and it was called the Bellator. I like that. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. It's very good. I like that. I like that a lot. So yeah, so I like I like like I suppose there's a goal of this podcast, I suppose, to just get people kind of thinking differently about classes. Like I said, like I wouldn't be one to fucking go off and do class. I'm not I'm not gonna stand there and like act like I'm the biggest like advocate for classes, like I'm mm-hmm. the poster boy, but like give them a chance is what I'm saying. <laughs> I know you well, I said no, you wouldn't do it now. Correct me if I'm yeah. wrong. Because you know, I remember when you were doing um, like a lot of steady state cardio on the treadmill. Yeah. 
I don't know if you'd still do that now for powerlifting. That would still be specific. I think that was more kind of cutting weight. Like I enjoy that's like, the, like if I was to if I was to do half an hour or forty five minutes on, on a stairmaster, I like as weird as it sounds. I really enjoy. That's not me like playing painting out, like being in denial. That's me saying like I'm a weird guy that loves standing on a stairmaster for forty five minutes and just walking. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's just me. Like that's like I like again I do cardio like I do cardio. Again, I would do I would do cardio like consistently throughout the year. Um, if I'm looking to lose body fat, yeah, I might do a little more just from the energy expenditure point of view. But like, I think one big thing people kind of forget about cardio, which is kind of funny because it's literally the name of it: cardiovascular training, heart training. That kind of important muscle when the body we kind of should have functioning at a pretty optimal level. Um, like, yeah, like class, like you can you can get that from a class, you can get it from whatever. I suppose there's there's a million there's a, there's a hundred and one ways. There's more than one way to skin a cat, I suppose. And like, yeah, like I said, like if if you if you're a weirdo like me who likes climbing stairs for forty five minutes do it if you're someone who likes going to you know a spin class and sitting on a bike and just cycling heavy light fast and slow for 45 minutes half an hour go for it if you're someone like who loves like throwing weights above their head fast to music go for it do you know whatever like i suppose a big thing like like you said there a second ago like it's enjoyment such a big part and if you're again you can have the best program the best design program in the world but if you don't like it you're not going to do it and if you're not going to do it then what's the point and th- think of that as a hybrid approach you know imagine Imagine you were given the program, right? You, you've got to cut weight. So what I need you to do after these weight sessions is a 45-minute walk on the treadmill with your heart rate, you know, above 120, whatever it might be. And you hate the treadmill and it's boring and there's nothing to watch on TV and you don't have your phone with you, you know, so you don't have audiobooks. And there's a spin class starting at the same time or circuits class. Yeah. You can go and do that. So what I'm trying to say is you can actually use classes for your fitness goal. I'm not saying... again i think people have this pretense that i either train on the gym floor or i train in the studio yes no no you you can do both like you know any bodybuilders listening to this go and do a five by five squat session and then go and do a cycle based class like your your legs will know all about that you think about that from a conditioning point of view more than anything else you know from the the cardiovascular point of view as well um just using abuse classes and if you're if you're a member of a gym like you're paying for the classes anyway. Right? If you're paying 100 euros a month, you're not just paying for that treadmill that you're always on. <laughs> just, just one point that out. <laughs> Every, everyone's going to sit there listening and Jim's like, oh, fuck, what have I done? <laughs> you, you know that sauna which you've never been in? Yeah, you're paying for that as well. So for, you may as well use everything, see what you like and stick with what you like. <laughs> there you go. That's literally it. Fantastic. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's listening to this now thinking, shit. I've been using the same barbells, the same dumbbells. I've had the sauna. I've had this class. I've had this pool that I haven't touched. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Sweet. I think we've, we've classes fairly touched on the whole idea with them. I think that's kind of cool where... That's what I love about kind of this, the chat podcast. It's been an hour now. We just kind of like, we just keep going. Do you know what kind of way? Yeah. I have nothing to do till six o'clock. It's five o'clock now. So. Sweet. I've got a cute I'm... little date with my, my, my shed gym, shed by Dan. So. <laughs> right. you, you posted on your Instagram about how like, you, you were just happy enough kind of not training during lockdown. And now you've converted your gym into a shed. Sorry, you're yeah. <laughs> in the gym. Um, it looks fast. Like, it's, it's so, like, rural. It's so just 
it's like a band around the train. They try set push downs. Like I absolutely love it. Cause I'm, I'm literally, I was out today. I went for a swim today. First swim in the month and a half. Happy days. And I got a call from my dad. He's like, yeah, it's there. We've got a delivery. We expect delivery. I was like, what is it? He goes, it's weight's place. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I, bought, I bought 60 kilos worth of weight plates. I have two 20s and two 10s now in the shed because I had a barbell. So like, I have two 25s, a 17 and a half kilo dumbbell, a bench and a barbell from a gym down the road, like a private gym. Obviously, weren't doing anything. So I was like, can I borrow some equipment? They're like, yeah, cool, go for it. And I had this bar and I was like, actually, do you know what? What's the point of having a bar? Because I don't have weights. So I was like, bought some weights. And like, it's so much fun, you know? Like, and I suppose that's one big thing. Like, I, I didn't train because I was like, obviously, I had clients online who were obviously doing homework because they obviously have their goals. I want to facilitate, facilitate them goal, those goals even. Um, so we obviously work through home training. And I, like, I, I well, home, I had say I hit a bit of a slump. I didn't have any equipment. I had some bands. Like, I feel like everyone under the sun and their nan has like some dumbbell at home or some kettlebell. <laughs> I had nothing. I had, I had three, I had two red bands, a purple band, a set of cuffs and that was it. And I was like, oh geez, you know what? I kind of fell into that category of people who were just like, I missed the gym. <laughs> so I was like, I kind of, I kind of put my shit together. I was like, you know what? I've identified now that I, I just don't want to do push-ups with a slow tempo. I could do it. It could be quite effective. I just, I, the stuff I can do, but I was like, I'm going to put my finger on my arse and get something done. So I got the gym, got my stuff done. I now do cable flies with two red bands on my cuffs against two wide trees. I have my dumbbells, my band. I have everything. It's brilliant. And, yeah. uh, oh, like, I'm gonna be like, I said to you before the podcast started, like, I'm like, I feel like we've, Set, we set ourselves up. I've set myself up personally pretty well for this, for this lockdown. I've now my now able to go for my swims and see, which is big thing ticked off my list. I can work from my laptop now, which is like what I would like. I, my, a lot of my work would be online, and now I can do a lot more for online. So you can probably my online clients with a lot more, a lot more resources, a lot more kind of personal time for myself. And I have my gym in a shed in the back garden. So I was like, I'm, I'm happy out with, with doing what yeah. I'm doing. <laughs> it's I've said this a lot um, in the last week. People's behaviors are training. You know, you've just invested what, two, three hundred euros on home-based gym equipment, yeah. which is like a drop in the ocean compared to some other people who have maybe spent four or five thousand euros converting a garage and buying all this gym kit. Mm -hmm. So people's behaviours are changing. So once everything goes back to normal, listen, traffic in Dublin is an absolute bollock. See the idea of finishing work at 5 p.m., going to the gym for 6 p.m., and then leaving and not getting home until eight, that's, that's not going to fly with some people anymore. Especially no. if they've spent four or five hundred euro or four or five grand on home-based gym equipment. They're going to go, you know what, if, if I go straight home from work, it'll be half five, I'll start training. By half six, I'll be finished. And you know what? I'm home. <laughs> I can start yeah. dinner, I can spend time with my kids. And that's just, that's just the evening example. Never mind the morning example where... I don't need to get up at 4 a.m. to be in the gym for 5.30. I can get up at 5.30, train in the house. So beha behaviors, are, behaviors are going to change massively. And I know you guys, um, you guys being in Ireland, you guys have announced August is when gyms will open again. Yeah, we have five stages. And kind of it's August the 10th is kind of when we're planning. All things going to plan, of course, that gyms will reopen. Yeah. Um, like it's, it's, it's aged down the line. But like I said, I've said a, a few weeks ago to um friend ellie who lived with me i said to him I was like listen like it's gonna be weird so we're going back to home because we're all gonna be so rewired and like i i re i'm really excited to see like how we react to this. like are we gonna go back to old habits are we gonna go back to being exactly how we were is everyone gonna sell all the gym, gym equipment are we gonna keep everything at home and keep their home gyms and not go back to the gyms like i'm really i'm really personally excited to see how everyone reacts to some like sense of, however far in the future it is when we get back to that means normality you know, 
what's going to happen. And I'm really interested to see kind of how we either stay rewired how we are now or kind of go back to old habits. And, and two, two things will happen. So thing one, which we don't need to go into, it's been talked talk to death enough, is it'll be phased. So instead of you allowing 40 people into your class, you'll be allowed 15, 20 because yeah. of social distancing. Yeah. So that, that's kind of been spoke to death. So that's going to affect businesses, not just gyms in all senses of the word. Um, but the second thing, and this will be the interesting thing, will be the rebound effect. So you know what it's like when you come off a low calorie diet and you have that rebound effect. Yeah. The same thing will, we're all coming off this low social interaction. So we'll all just be exposed to all this socialness. So, you know, everywhere, the roads are going to be so much busier. People are going to be trying to go places and so much. So we're going to have this massive rebound effect where the world's just going to be so busy. Everybody's trying to go to the gym. Everybody's trying to go to the pub. Obviously, social distancing might prevent that from actually getting in. And then we'll have the new normal. So you'll have the rebound and then we'll have yeah. the new normal. And that's, that's where we'll really know, you know, we, we spoke about, you know, if a gym has a thousand members and 800 of them have went and bought gym-based equipment, well, how many of them are going to also train in the gym as well as training at home Yeah, and start to level out? Because, you know, no, no, I, I'm going to go back to the gym. I yeah, Most people go back to the gym. The reality is, is, you know what, see, instead of you driving for two hours to get to Westwood and having the shower afterwards and all that and having to talk to anyone, I've got my shed. Yeah, <laughs> completely. Like, like, that's what I mean. Like, I, I, I have a client of mine who was in Westwood who's literally bought like a squat rack, cables, all sorts of dumbbells in their garage. And it's a proper setup. Like, she can, there's amazing yeah. things you can do there. It's brilliant. Like, of course, they don't have the, like, the, the machines and the, like, the hack squats, the chest machine, that kind of stuff. But like, if you're someone who, like, you've got the, the people in the gym, like, the, you have people like, like the I classify myself in who would just like who just loves training the gym because that's the kind of stimulus and training they love to train with. That's me personally. But you're yeah. the person who kind of goes to the gym because it's the social norm and you have to do this, you have to do that. So you kind of do following that. But when they have a little gym, if they kind of have are that kind of point where they're not so passive, where they're not buying any equipment, but they're kind of passive where they kind of enjoy the gym, but they have it all at home. Like if they have that stuff at home, like why in their minds, like, well, why would I go back to a gym? I've got a gym in my garage. Like, why invest exactly. four or five grand in a gym? Why would I spend another whatever amount a month in a gym? It's, it's a weird one. Like, again, it's, it's one of those things, it's spitball ideas, but like until it happens, like you're never going to be sure. But like, we can have pretty decent guesses. And I'm really, I actually, I'm just really interested to see how, how it pans out. Anyway, like really, like I'd be very interested in kind of seeing how everything kind of pans out that way. When I first started PTM, it was the, the home visit PT was really, really popular. So it's not as popular anymore where, you know, the PT actually gets in her car and goes to someone's house, delivers a PT session. Um, I could see that kind of spawning in popularity again. Um, and then there's also the, the virtual PT. So you and I have both done online PT and we've both done live PT. And then through this virtual PTs kind of spawned out of nowhere. Yeah. And that's where I will do a PT session you via Zoom. Yeah. So that, that's, that's never been a thing before, but now it's a thing. Yeah. And now it's the idea was, well, you could actually PT someone in your gym from your house because you'll just, you, you can have like eight Zoom calls back to back to back and you could train someone in Westwood, in David Lloyd's, in Anytime Fitness. And you're yeah. sitting there, yeah. not paying rent to anyone. <laughs> you're just sitting there. You're sitting in your so Now all of a sudden, and this is where it plays into the fitness professional in the PT's hands because the consumer, the participants, have been forced to get on board with technology. 
Yeah. And obviously a lot of PTs are being forced to get on board with it. So people are just more open to the idea of, I mean, six months ago, would you do a PT session by FaceTime? Absolutely no. not, no. But now it's a very, very real possibility. I've seen um, physio sessions being done by Zoom and FaceTime, and I think it's fantastic. Yeah, like it's going, it's definitely going to impact. Like, like you said there, like it's it's convenience is a big thing. It's more convenient for someone to sit at, in that, like sit at home, like me now in their jocks. Not actually in my jocks, but yeah, as far as, as far as you know, as far as you know, from the waist down, I make it. Sure, look, but like that's what I mean. Like it's convenience point of view. Like if someone has a home gym and I have a Zoom, I can set up a Zoom call. Like, yeah. like, like if if there's someone who obviously likes the whole kind of squeeze here, touch your feet, that kind of way of PT sessions, obviously one-to-one PTs for you. But like, if you're someone who would happily sit in their home gym with someone to talk to you over with a pair of earphones in, talking to someone on Zoom with them PTing you, like, again, like why would they go back to a gym? It's, it's, oh, it's, there's so much new shit coming out from COVID, of course, with every industry, but fitness, is, of course, if you our kind of industry, we'd be more focused on that. But like, it, it'd be really, it's like, yeah, I'm really like, there's so much stuff going on as a result of this. I really can't wait to see what happens with it going back. Do you know? Cause like, anyone to one PT who isn't online is now doing virtual zoom PT. Do you know yeah. kind of way? Online coaches who had one point like me, they're trying to push virtual class, virtual PT because they want to see how it goes. Like it's, yeah. oh, there's a lot of stuff going on. It's mad. Yeah, I think the, the online space, it's, you know, we're, me and you, we're, I wouldn't say we're lucky. We're well positioned. You know, luck is opportunity um, meets preparation. You know, we've been doing the online stuff for a while yeah. and it's, it's kind of new to a lot of people. So it's nice. I, I like helping people. Yeah. I mean, I've had, I reckon, I mean, just about every Les Mills instructor messaged me about how to use Zoom for classes. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, I've made videos. Go and watch the videos then. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they, like, they're all trying it because, you know, they have to. Because yeah. otherwise they're not, A, they're not earning money. But B, they're not doing what they believe is their purpose, which is you know PTing or, or delivering their classes. And I think it's some some will stick, some won't. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I think I said I said it before. It's a it's a time where you'll see the, the PTs doing it for the right reasons. They'll stick out. Yeah, but the ones who aren't are just going to fizzle out. Yeah, re- an educated guess would say twenty percent of the PTs in the UK and Ireland were operating online before this. And I'd say about 95% are having a go right now. The amount of PTs I've seen on Instagram who I know one-to-one who are now all of a sudden online coaches is yeah. phenomenal. Everyone's online, but it kinda, it's kind of cool though. It's kind of forced everyone to kind of expand their business. And that's actually one thing I had written down here. What do, you, what do you think of like every PT under the sun who was a one-to-one trainer now all of a sudden going online and trying, trying that? What do you think about that? Love it. Yeah. I mean, as we was, were was saying, it's forced her hand a little bit for yeah. people who didn't want to, feared it a little bit. Um, it's now forced her hand because we, we all live hand to mouth. So we, we've got to get paid. So the only way people can get paid now is delivering a service online. Um, so, you know, that educated stat I was saying, you'll probably find 95% of PTs are now operating online. That will level out. So it won't go back down to 20%. You know, it'll probably level out at 50% like, of the PTs. Yeah, it'll out kind of there. Meet in the middle, yeah. Yeah, or we'll so. do probably online. Yeah. As well as life. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if you and I were to take a you know screenshot right now of how our first few online sessions looked like, whether that's online PT or classes, 
mm. like cringe. You wouldn't be able to watch it. Yeah. You know, you've got to start shit. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Better. So it's it's easy for us to look at the other PTs right now and think, oh, I am so much better than you. Well, you know what? See, six years ago, I wasn't. <laughs> that's what I, yeah, I, it's 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 funny to look at now because like I've only like I've been online now for the last two years. And I can I can handle, I can happily say. When I first started coaching online, it was nothing compared to what it is now. Like it was a completely different service. And I suppose it's kind of like you see people online who are kind of like, everyone's going online now. They're daft. They're not going to do well. But it's kind of like, well, you were. It's like it's like when you go to the, it's like your first time in the gym. Do you know? Look at you when you started. Were you the fucking tits? Were you as busy and successful as you are now? No. When you were the first time in the gym, you were, you know, fucking wanking your head off with a dumbbell because you didn't know what you were doing like thinking that kind of way you're you're laughing <laughs> about doing a shoulder press and a bicep curl machine like what are you well, doing to me yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know but you know what i mean like it's kind of it's that sense i think i think like yeah like like i said now you'll have the people going online now who will see a good reaction from it and kind of stick with it and progress with it and you'll have people who inevitably won't do very well then go back to one-to-one when it comes back on but like as i said like it's 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 opening people up to more opportunity and the reality is when you're online you know, you have a much bigger reach than your gym. Yeah, it's it's cool to have people now being kind of almost like have a kind of been that oh fuck moment to actually force us to kind of go online, expand the business in that sense to kind of see you know what they can do with that. I think it's kind of cool. I think NPT is like oh you're daft for going online. You got to do it now and have the advantage now of there's so much content out there and how to do it. Yeah, where you can you can almost fast track yourself without asking for help, but you also have a lot of people now you can ask for help. Yeah. You know, I, I've done webinars on it, um, which live online. You, you, when this first kicked off, I did a webinar the same week, and it was titled "How to Start Online PT Now." So, no fanning around, no getting your systems in place. Let's start now and get better as we go along. Um, you know, obviously, we both, we were both in that webinar together, where yeah. we, we can learn from someone else, and that's. I think anyone doing online PT now for the first time, you're in such a strong position because there's people like me out there who has made mistakes and there is no content to stop you from making those mistakes again. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like anything. It's like even like people who were just going to the gym for the first time ever. Like you can, you can learn everything from, you know, from what, like I, I've told people like you can look at my content I put on Instagram and whatever you want to achieve, you can do it there. But like, there's always going to be the nitty gritty little, little specific stuff that you don't know how to do. And that's where people like you and me who've been like doing coaching for a while and kind of know how to do X, Y, and Z, yeah. where we can help you out a lot more. And, that, and that's not, not for anyone listening. You're like, that's not us saying we're the best. You know, we yeah. were on a webinar two or three weeks ago. We didn't know each other. We're on the webinar. Yeah. And you, you made a comment and I was like, ah, <laughs> I'm here trying to learn. I got a DM straight away. Brilliant. Yeah, you, you, know, you never stop learning and because, you know, it, it's for anyone doing online PT right now, now is the best time ever because the potential clients don't have a choice. In six months time, they will have a choice. They might be able to select the live PT. Right now, they don't have a choice. In fact, better than that, they want to train in their home. They just don't know how. Yeah. So right now, throw as much shit against the wall as you can and see what sticks. You might try it and realize you hate online PT, that you hate having a relationship with your phone and your laptop, and you might be dying for the gym to open again so you never have to do online again. Fine. Absolutely fine. You know, we've said it enough times on this 
um, kind of chat is you've got to do what you enjoy. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, that's it. That's it. Like, throw shit at the wall and fucking see. Like, if you don't like coaching online, well, at least you've given it a fucking go. Do you know? <laughs> As opposed to going back to the gym in hopefully 14 weeks' time and, you know, you might have that, that, trying online might have opened up doors for you one to one that you don't realize it could it could have you going with this brand new business online but like the reality is if you don't fucking try it you're you're not gonna know what's happened i suppose i'd rather if i was in the position i am now i would be definitely trying online because i'd rather know for certain what the outcome would have been as opposed to being like oh fuck what have i done that do you know yeah no that's you it. i haven't sent a chat the whole day nah, that's it yeah it's like we fucking we've <laughs> come on the podcast like at the aim of my class but we talk about everything else i love that <laughs> Ricky and Dan fixing COVID-19 fitness industry <laughs> one podcast at a time so, listen let's wrap it up with a little question that I actually personally kind of wanted to ask you um, you are training for an Ironman before everything happened so what's the crack with your training now what are you like are you going to keep training the same way because I know like people who are competing for shows are like a lot of people are now kind of that I know of are like they're, they're still going but like now prepping for maybe like a photo shoot a bit after that so they th- they could still follow the same goals and get somewhat of an outcome from it that isn't competing as opposed to kind of sparring off and getting kind of lost like what are you going to like are you training the same now or like how are you approaching your definitely not the same so the Ironman for those that don't know what an Ironman is is it's a 4k open water swim it's a 190 kilometer no 180 kilometer cycle which is Dublin to Belfast and back and then it's a 26 mile marathon Jesus. So, yeah, like it, the, you have to put in a serious amount of training hours for that. So I was up to a 14-hour training week. And the worst thing about training for endurance sports for anyone who's done it is the training's not hard. It's just long because it's yeah. all zone one and zone two stuff. You know, I'm, I was sitting on a bike in the gym the night before the gym's closed for three hours. I was doing phone calls. I was doing emails because I had to keep my heart rate below 130 and keep the cadence up. So it's, it, it's just, it's time is what I'm trying to say. So the long answer to the question is what am I doing now training wise is um, I'm going to do the Ironman next May. So I've just been deferred. So it yeah. just takes that stress out of the way. Sweet. If things are opened up by the end of the year, I'll look at doing marathons, half marathons, maybe some short distance, uh, um, short distance triathlons yeah. um, and right now I do something in the morning and I teach a class in the evening and that's that's kind of it. I'm not really training for physical health or anything right now, yeah. it's more training to not get fat offset the amount of biscuits that I'm eating and just like enjoy it, I mean, this morning, this morning was brilliant 20 clean and presses, 20 burpees times 5 and then I went for what was probably a 30 minute run. I don't know. I didn't time it. That's what I mean. Just went out. Mate, that last week we did, Lindsay and I, we did traditional fortnight training. Ooh. So, so a lot of people assume fortnight training is intervals, but traditional fortnight training is undefined. So just, yeah. It's just kind of. Yeah. You would have somebody in charge. Yeah. And it's like run to that post, do 30 burpees, crawl to that bench, do 10 lunges you know, 60% effort to that yellow car. So Lindsay and I went out and did a session like that. We were out for over 45 minutes. Um, I couldn't even tell you what we did. It was that random, but it was yeah. fun. That's, yeah. 
And for any PTs now who, who you're starting off and you're struggling what to do, just tell your client you're doing traditional fartlek and just wing your session. Yeah. <laughs> that is horrible advice. Have a plan. <laughs> main thing is, though, the main thing is, did you enjoy your sessions? Yes. There we fucking go. I think that's a nice way to kind of wrap up that podcast. Do what you enjoy, class, training, whatever it is. Sweet. So, Ricky, I want to say thank you very, very much for coming on this Long podcast, long as one I've done. I think we're on like an hour and fifteen now, so that's that's always fun. I think that they're kind of like I've like I've been in your podcast before, where like we just chat, and I think that they're most fun to a record, but b to listen to. Do you know? So you listen to your own podcast? I listen to bits of them. Okay. Like if I'm if I if I just record if I like when I post a new podcast, I'll listen to the first twenty minutes. I'll, I'll stick it in the car to make sure yeah. it's not shit. And if my, then they're like, oh, actually, that, that went quite well. So happy days. Um, so yeah, I listened to a bit of them. I never, I, I never watched them all, um, purely because I hate listening to my like, like, the, like the same thing that everyone else. I hate listening to myself on on tape. If I can listen to the other person talking, I probably listen to the whole thing. But yeah, <laughs> kind of. Sweet, right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to episode eleven of the Coach Badan podcast, Ricky. Ricky, if anyone wants to find you on the socials or work with you, where do they need to go? Anywhere on social media, type in Ricky Long 42, you will find me. Perfect. Lovely stuff. Again, thank you all for listening to episode 11 with Ricky. If you want to give him a follow on socials anywhere you want to go, there you go, Ricky Long 42. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and I'll chat to you guys next week. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. The Ricky Long Podcast on the Coach by Dan Podcast. Thank you very much to Dan for having me on. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed being on. Please, please, please give Dan a follow. Subscribe to his podcast. They're a really, really good listen. Uh, he's got really, really good connections uh, going on in Dublin. And I would highly recommend you you know, consume and add the Coach by Dan podcast onto your subscribe list. Uh, regular own podcast sponsored by Podium for Sport, sponsored by Bodycore Training with support from the Jump Hub and the Patreon. Look out for future episodes with some really, really cool, unique and knowledgeable guests. You are listening to the Ricky Long Podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur Ricky Long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition, and mindset. Be sure to leave a review on iTunes.